Welcome to Kingdom Perspective Broadcast, the teaching ministry of Dr. David Ogaga. We believe that this message is going to open up the seals and cause you to have a deeper revelation into the Word of God that will make you see beyond the letters in the Word. Here is Dr. David. Father God, we thank you. We just bless and exhort you. We magnify you because God, you are so precious to us. You are so loving. You've proven yourself faithful as a father to us. But we just exhort you for that, Lord. Grant us understanding, wisdom, and revelation in our deliberation tonight. In Jesus' name. Amen. Alright, um, I just feel like we're going to just talk a little bit on our expectation, which has to do with... Um, uh, what we intend to do on, on Sunday, which is our Thanksgiving, and this is what is all over the place. Um, we need to see it to be something special. Like in the U.S., they have a Thanksgiving Day, you know, all over. No, they're saying you, yeah. So Thanksgiving, you know, why do we have to do Thanksgiving? And um, what happens if we really come to the issue of Thanksgiving, which is Gratitude is a beautiful work. Gratitude as touching uh, maybe what the Lord have done. When we talk about gratitude, you are saying you are thankful for what God has done. So gratitude, thanksgiving, you say the same thing. And I just want us to look at a few passages this evening. And I think on Sunday we'll still speak something more about that. And begin to say the importance of thanksgiving. Outside of doing it annually, how that is imperative within your spirit, man, to always acknowledge God, show gratitude to Him for all that He's doing. Amen? So go with me to the book of Leviticus 22, verse 29. Uh, the book of Leviticus chapter 22, verse 29. And He said, when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving... So, you got to understand that thanksgiving has to do with sacrifice. It's a sacrifice of thanksgiving. You're doing things that are not really, maybe, praise the Lord. Yeah. You, you're appreciating God. Praise the Lord. Are you there? Okay. So, it talks about when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord, offer it at your own will. And this is the key. Praise the Lord. So, we're talking about thanksgiving, and then uh, we say here, Leviticus 22, verse 24. It said, when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord, offer it at your own will. And this is very important. This is very, very important. It is not because it's a season, even if it is, let me put it that way. It has to be something that comes from your own will. It's not something that has to be forced on you by way of compulsion, by way of whatever. No, it's from your own will. You know, something used to... Um, uh, it's still okay, fine, but then I, I see a situation where people are doing Thanksgiving and then they will begin to send envelopes all over the place. 
Have you noticed that? Now the point is this. You are the one doing the thanksgiving. Right? It is you that is doing the thanksgiving. So why are you giving me an envelope? And then you will write, God love a cheerful giver. Amen? It's you that is doing the thanksgiving. If you are inviting me to come thank God with you, then you don't expect my money. You should just be doing the thanksgiving. I come and rejoice with you. For instance, when people do bad days, do they tell you to give them money? They put the whole place together and then you go there and you offer whatever thing you want. Praise the Lord. So, sometimes it amazes me when people do that. Because I think it should be the other way around. What I mean is, you are doing Thanksgiving, I'm coming to rejoice with you. So if I'm coming to rejoice with you, you don't necessarily have to appeal to me to give you money. You know why you are thanking God. I don't know if you are getting that. You see, from your own will, I've like read that. You, you, you know what God has done for you while you are thanking Him. So if you are inviting me, oh man, come and rejoice with me for what God has done. Why are you giving me an envelope and telling me I have to give you money? I don't know how that works. I don't think I follow what I'm saying. Yeah. You are the one celebrating. You are the one thanking God. Just tell me, come and rejoice with me. Then I can do anything I want to do. But you don't have to quote scriptures for me when you are thanking God. I don't know how that works. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. So, it says, and when you offer a thanksgiving, sacrifice of thanksgiving, you are the one making the sacrifice. You see, if I come join you, I can do whatever I want to do. But you don't have to tell me to do anything. Just get it clear. I am thanking my father for what he has done. My brother, come rejoice with me for what God has done. Simple. And when I come in there, anything I feel like doing, sure, I can do it. Amen? Yeah, but you don't have to compel me by quoting scripture and sending me that scripture of God over the chapel giver as if you are looking for money. It's not supposed to be so. God of every cheerful giver. And here he's saying, when you offer a sacrifice of thanksgiving unto the Lord, offer it at your own will. And that's because you feel God have done something for you that is really, really important. And so you want to willingly offer something unto God just to thank Him for what He has done. Are we together? All right. Then he said, now the word thanksgiving properly means uh, an extension of the hand. By implication, an avowal or adoration, specifically by the choir of worshippers and confession, it means praise, it means thanksgiving, it means offering. Hallelujah. That is what the word thanksgiving really means in the Hebrew. Praise the Lord. Yeah, now look at Psalm 27 verse, uh, 26 verse 7. Psalm 26 verse 7. David writing says that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving. 
and tell of all their wondrous works. This is the basis. I want to tell people how good you've been to me. I want to tell people how much you know you've really, really done in my life. Amen? Yeah, you've done so good, you've done so well. And I want to tell people about it. So again, we take Psalm 26, verse number 7. That I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving and tell of all their wondrous works. All their wondrous works. That's the key thing. I want to talk to people of all the good things you've done. If you think God has not done anything for you, perhaps you may not have any reason for thanksgiving. Hallelujah. Praise God. He said that I may publish with the voice of thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is God a voice. And tell of all the wondrous works, all the good things that you have done. You need to look around your family, you need to look around your children. You need to begin to think about all that you've gone through from January to this December, if you will. And think about it. Has God been good to me? Okay, I've lost somebody, I've lost something. Does that remove the fact that God is faithful? Amen? Yeah. You just did it. That's why Leviticus is telling us you do it as your free will. So if you feel God has not done anything, then you don't have any reason. Because it's not a matter of because it's an association or it's a, it's a tradition or it's one of the programs of the church. No, not necessarily that. Not necessarily that. Praise the living God. You see, I was saying a similar thing in Benin last week. I made that to understand. Some people will think that, well, I wish I can have enough money. That's all that matters. But I'm saying the father you are alive is not because you have a lot of money. I have a relation, far relation who died on this COVID thing. That guy is a millionaire. But he couldn't survive it. But you don't seem to have what he had. You are alive. Hallelujah. The money could not keep him. The money could not protect him. If you want to talk of the best medical care, he should be able to have it. But in the midst of that, it's gone. But some of you, maybe, you get attacked with one or two sicknesses, minor paracetamol, simple prayers, you are up. You, you can't compare that to the fact that maybe you don't have as much money as supposed to have. Praise the living God. Are you with me? So, we thank God because of the wondrous works that God has done. His goodness towards us. His love towards us. His faithfulness. His promises that he has kept. Praise God. Look again, Psalm 69, verse 30. David is still talking. I will praise the name of God with a song. And will magnify him with thanksgiving. So, your thanksgiving magnifies God. 
Your thanksgiving magnifies God. Now David could come up to all him. Think about that. Here is a young man that was on the farm. You know, the midst of all that David was supposed to have passed through, even though he was anointed by God, he realized that this must be God for me to still be a king with all that I passed through. Therefore, I must magnify the Lord. Praise the living God. I must magnify him with thanksgiving. So thanksgiving magnifies God. So what you are about to do is magnifying God. Hallelujah. You lift him up with your sacrifices. I mean, you position him where he's supposed to be. You know what it means to magnify somebody? Or to magnify a thing? You blow it up. You cause a man through your thanksgiving to him to be known, to be seen, to be heard, to be believed into. So that he who have done this for you, he can do it for other people. Cause people to know how good God has been. That's your thanksgiving. Therefore, anything you want to use in thanking the Father, like we read in Leviticus, should be a sacrifice. There's something you feel, no, I can do this for God, for what, what he has done, who he is to me, and the thing he continues to do. Praise the living God. Maybe Sunday I'll talk to you a little bit about that. But if you watch the tail lepers, you go through the story, you discover that the person that came back to appreciate God, with gratitude, was the Samaritan. The unbelievers, they acknowledge God more than believers. That will surprise you. I'll show you on Sunday. The people in the world, the idol worshippers, they thank God more than you who are believers. You know why? Because you always feel it's your right. <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to say? The man that went back, I'll explain that fully to you. The man that went back out of the ten to appreciate Jesus was a Samaritan. I know who the Samaritans were. Enemies, you understand that? So, it's like the unbelievers. The man in the street, they appreciate God more than the believers in the household of faith. And it shouldn't be so. Hallelujah. So that, when you, when you are going to do what you are going to do, may your heart be open that you really want to thank the Father. Huh? That you really want to thank the Father. And let us not act like Sapphira and the husband. Hmm? And the Holy Spirit will ask, when it was in your possession, was it not your own? In other words, it has to be cheerfully done. It has to be willfully done. You don't have to be trickish about what you want to use in appreciating God. You don't have to be miser about it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You, you have to be extravagant, if I may use the word. Praise God. You see, it is only as you value who God is that you can truly give thanks. The level of thanksgiving that you give to God is the estimation of the value you place on what he has done for you. 
Your salvation alone is enough for you to give thanks, even if you don't have material things in the world. Is that okay? That's just enough for you to give thanks to God. You see, Mary Magdalene that came in to pour the anointing oil or ointment on the feet of Jesus. Remember, the value of that ointment was a year's wages. What does that tell you? She valued her salvation and valued her salvation much more than anything she can possess. I don't even understand that. Right, that's what drove her to do that. The disciples could not see the value of the salvation because they were saying, this thing will have been sold, Judas, and given to the poor. They saw the, the value of what this woman poured out. Now they were considering what she gave, but the woman was considering what she got. The salvation she got, the change of name, understanding the fact that this was a woman that was being seen as a prostitute. She got a stigma, I mean, a stigma in the society. Everybody would look at her in a mean way. She saw all of that, that in the, just being in contact with Jesus, change all of that. And so she can think about what the Lord have done for her and pour out everything that she got. Are you getting what I'm saying? She saw the change of identity in the society. Because right from when people begin to identify with Jesus, her personality changed, her name changed, everything about her life changed. You can no longer point to her and say that prostitute. No, all of those things were removed. She considered all of that. Do you know who you were supposed to be before you know the Lord? And do you know how people see you today because you know the Lord? It's not for you to give thanks to God. Not for you to appreciate God. Are you following me? If you don't value what God has done for you, you will not be able to appreciate Him in terms of thanksgiving. You can act like an innocent sapphire. But the point is that He knows your mind. He knows your words. He knows who you are. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. Glory to God. Go with me to Psalm 107 verse 22. Psalm 107 verse 22. You see, David spoke so much about Thanksgiving because he could consider where he was coming from. The Lord picked him a young man, the youngest among the family, right? The Lord could cause him to be able to kick Goliath. The Lord brought him to the throne. The son tried to take the throne from him. Saul tried to kill him. Doeg and all of those people as much as possible insulted him. But he saw all of those things and said the hand of God and said, man, I got to thank this man. He been so faithful. To me. Amen. So I'm saying, I let him sacrifice, the sacrifice of thank given and declare his work with rejoicing. Praise the living God. Look at that. Let them sacrifice. They sacrifices of what? Thanksgiving. So again, let me. Thanksgiving is a sacrifice. And you ought, you know to be able to identify with that word when it comes to Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is what? A sacrifice. Praise God. 
Those who have been to the shrine, you can understand a little bit of what I'm talking about. Or you've heard stories about it. Maybe you watch Nollywood, all of those things, you've been able to see there. When the gods performs in your belief, all of the things that they had, think about when they are coming to, to sacrifice to the idols. Coming to show appreciation for the gods performing on their behalf. You know what I mean, right? Thanksgiving is a sacrifice. And a sacrifice rejoicing. Because it's a free will thing you're doing with appreciation, with thanks in your heart and say, God, at least can expect this to happen to me, but now I really know you're a living God. So that's why it goes with thanksgiving. It's God will rejoice. And so David was saying, let them, let the people sacrifice the sacrifice of thanksgiving and declare his work with what? We're rejoicing. Let it be done with rejoicing. You know, just come with, you know, I mean, you should be happy. You should be happy. I even think, you see, the time of thanksgiving should be the best when you put on your best. You put on your best in terms of your dressing. You put on your best. You are thanking God. You are rejoicing. Praise the living God. You are happy. You are thanking Him and, and be happy. You don't just come with sorrowful hands and you know that kind of a thing. No, 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 no. Praise God. So I expect you to be gorgeous on Sunday. <laughs> Praise God. I look like a queen, look like a king. Eh? You come in to rejoice before your father. You come in to thank him. Give him appreciation for who he is. Who has been to you. You come in to thank him. Don't come like you're going to some solemn party or whatever. No. It's going to be thanksgiving rejoicing because of the works of the Father. Be your best. Hallelujah. Go with me to Jeremiah 30 verse 18. Jeremiah 18. Jeremiah 30 verse 18. 30 verse 18. I didn't say 13. Good. Thus says the Lord, Behold, I will bring again the captivity of Jacob's tent and have mercy on his dwelling places. And the city shall be built upon her own ship. And the palace shall remain after the manner thereof. And out of them shall proceed what? Thanksgiving. And the voice of them that make merry. And I will multiply them. Can I hear an amen? And they shall not be few. Can I hear an amen? I will also glorify them. And they shall not be small. Praise God. So this is going to be a time of restoration. Amen. Thanksgiving of restoration. 
you shall not be few. <laughs> I say you shall not be few. Glory to God. Out of those heaps, out of the thing that looks like have been destroyed, out of that which look like waste places, God is raising up something. And the joy here, the Bible said they are going to be thanksgiving and the voice of them that make merry. People are going to be happy again. Amen. So by the time we are done with this thanksgiving, man, glorious time ahead of us. Praise the living God. That's what the Lord is saying. This is prophetic. Moving you into another season of rejoicing and then you'll be multiplied on all sides. Hallelujah. And they shall not be few. On all sides, resources, whatever. You shall not be few. Your bank account shall expand and explode. Praise the living God. For I will also do what? Glorify them. When God raises a people out of nothing, bring them to glory. But don't you ask call, he justified. Then he justified. He also was sanctified. Those he sanctify, he does what? Glorify. Praise God, somebody. He doing the calling, doing the glorification. I will glorify them. Praise God. All right. I wish you can follow this. For me, this is very, very important to have expectation after this Thanksgiving. And I'm coming with that expectation that when I'm coming to give thanks on Sunday, I have expectation. When they see minister to me, I know God has something in mind for every one of us. Where you are now is not where you are going to be next year. Mm, hallelujah. There is already a hope, there's already a hope, there's already a future for you. For you shall not be small. Things are going to change. And I see them changing already. In the name of Jesus Christ. That's what the Lord is telling us. So we're not going to be coming on Sunday. Thinking like, man, what is it? No, we know something is ahead of us. We know it's a new day has come. We know it's a time of glorification and magnification in our lives. Because we are appreciating him. We come in with a heart of gratitude and tell him, Father, we really appreciate. So in the midst of the gratitude you're showing to God, that's where the glorification is coming from. You see, that's what happened to the, to the, I'm going to expand on Sunday. That's exactly what happened to the, the leper. You know, when you look at that story, it's a very beautiful story. It has to be something with faith, because you see, what must I do for you? He said, we need to be cleansed. Go and see yourself. Have you read that? He didn't lay hands on them. He never did anything. Go see yourself. And in the midst of their going to see themselves, they got it. <laughs> Praise God. That the word of the Lord is life and spirit. That's why you got to believe. When you see words like this, they should jump out to you. And as you begin to key into it, before you get to the day, you see the whole thing coming up. You see what I'm trying to say? Praise the living God. I'll show you that in the very powerful scripture the Lord was ministering to me. Beautiful things there. Faith. Before they got there, they got healed. 
And the man that came back, others got healed, but this man was made whole. Big difference. I will expand that to you on Sunday as well. The nine got healed. The one that came back was made whole. <laughs> Big difference. That's what gratitude carries. I don't know if you're getting that. That's what appreciation carries. First Chronicles 29. Let's look at verse number 6. First Chronicles 29 verse number 6. The Bible said, Then the chief of the fathers and princes of the tribes of Israel, and the captains of thousands and of hundreds, or the rulers of the king's work, offered what? Willingly. That's the key. Remember? Leviticus 22. That's to be a willing sacrifice. Here they were building, and they came in with sacrifices. They offered willingly, no compulsion. What was the next thing? And gave for the work and service of the house of God of gold, 5,000 talents and 10,000 of drums and silver, 10,000 of talents and of brass, 18,000 talents, 100,000 talents of iron. And they with whom precious stones were found gave them to the treasures of the house of the Lord by the hand of what? The Jeli, the Geshonites. Then the people rejoice. That's the key thing. They come in to offer to the Lord, but with what? Rejoicing. I need to appeal to spirit and truth. Give us quality sound, please. Hallelujah. Give us quality sound. We've got to rejoice coming to give to the Lord. But to rejoice, coming to show appreciation for who he is unto us. Hallelujah. Now the people rejoice for that they offered willingly because with perfect hearts, glory to God, they offered willingly to the Lord. And David the king also rejoiced with great rejoice. Hallelujah. David also rejoiced with great joy. That is to say, when the leadership sees the people come to grief to the Lord with rejoicing in their heart, they themselves rejoice. Did you get that? Praise the living God. King David rejoiced when he saw the people coming and giving to the house of the Lord. Joy filled his heart. Praise the living God. Look at the next thing. Wherefore David blessed the Lord before all the congregation. And David blessed, said, Blessed be thou, Lord God of Israel, our fathers, forever and ever. Thine, O Lord, is the greatness and the power and the glory and the victory and the majesty for all that is in heaven and in the earth is thine. Thine is the kingdom, O Lord, and thou art exalted as head above all. All that is in heaven and the earth that belong to God. So in the first place, you are only giving back to God what he has given to you. You own nothing. 
Did you get that? You are only a custodian of what belongs to God. You don't own anything. You own nothing. For all that is in heaven and air that belongs to the Lord. So whatever thing you are having, you are only a custodian of what belongs to God. So you are only giving back to God a portion of what he has given to you. For your upkeep for whatever. That's the thanksgiving. You are just appreciating from what he has given to you. Praise God. Are you following me? It, it's not by compulsion, but you, you just realize it that well, I don't really own anything. Everything in heaven and earth belongs to God. So, whatever thing I'm giving to God is just out of the abundance that He has blessed me with, which is still His own. Glory. Look at verse 12. Both riches and honor come of thee, and thy readiness over all. And in thy hand is power and might, and in thy hand it is to make great and to give strength unto all. Think about that. Now, I love what he said here. Both riches and honor come of thee. In other words, money come from God, honor come from God. Words, anything you want to name it, it came from God. Did you get that? Praise the Lord. Everything, wherever you are today, you must acknowledge that it's God that made you so. You are rich, it's God. It's not by your own wisdom. Everything, both riches and honor, they came from God. Praise the living God. Are you still getting this? I want you to get it. Because it's very important. And the hand has power and might. And in the hand it is to make great. It is in your hand to make great. Greatness does not come because of your own. You know calculations and effort or whatever you think. No. Greatness comes from God. Magnification come from God. Exhortation come from God. You've got to do that. You've got to acknowledge that. You've got to know that. This is why you give thanks. What a level and opportunity has given to you in life. You appreciate them. Praise the living God. You see, what you are today is not because you are smarter than other people. That's why you are where you are. Now, praise the living God. It's not. You know, often and again when I come in here, I thank God. If I'm climbing up this, I give thanks to God. Because I know the people I met in this city were ministers before I came to this city. I don't forget that. And I know where they are today. And know where they are today. So anytime I step here or walk from the house out there, I always say, God, thank you. Even if I'm praying in the mornings, I say, God, thank you. Because it's not by my greatness. I just feel God is really faithful. I know those I met in this city. When we came in here first time, 
And I know where they are today. So it's not by, you see, greatness, honor, riches, they all come from God. That is why you should thank Him. That is why you should thank Him. Are you following me? If you really know what it is to appreciate God, you will do more. Not that you are bribing Him, but he can really see to it that of a truth, you are, you are also acknowledging his goodness in your life. If you think God doesn't think that way, why would Jesus ask, where are the nine? I don't know if you follow what I'm saying. <laughs> we explain that more. Jesus was able to ask, where are the nine? That means he, he acknowledges gratitude. Am I correct? Yeah, why will he ask where are the nine? <laughs> and then the man that came, his life changed more than those who didn't come. So we need to really appreciate God. And we do it willingly from the depth of our hearts. That this God, you have been gracious. You can't, you can't think of how many battles he's been fighting on your behalf unknown to you. You may not even know. You may not even know. And why is he doing all of that? Because you just call upon his name. That you belong to his camp. And next thing we say, the battle is mine. And that is why you have to appreciate him. Hallelujah. Look at verse 13, so that we can be closing for tonight. Just trying to keep something in your mind so that when you're coming on Sunday, you should be coming with a new spirit, mind of appreciation. Verse 13 says, Now, dear Father God, we thank thee and praise thy glorious name. Hallelujah. And David went and said, But who am I? And what is my people? That we should be able to offer so willingly after this sword. For all things come of thee. And of thy own have we given thee. Praise God, somebody. Of thy own have we given thee. We don't have anything. Whatever thing we're offering to you belongs to you. Primarily. You just give us the rod to keep to you. We're giving it back to you. Everything, look at it. Who am I? David is saying. What is my people that we should be able to offer so willingly after this sort? For all things come of thee, and of thy own have we all given thee. All things come of thee. Everything that you have, because heaven and earth, you own it, right? So whatever thing we are giving to you is what? It's even yours. We are only just giving it back to you, even as you gave it to us. Look at that. Of thy own. Have we given thee? It's what you have that we're giving back to you. Praise the living God. Are you listening to me? So it's important you understand what you are coming in to do on Sunday. That it's not just another yearly event. That's what I'm trying to say. You should know, you should have the kind of heart with understanding of what you are about to do. And so you go back home and meditate and think about your life and think about the goodness of God and think about where you are right now. 
And you say, God, I really can give you thanks. Hallelujah. Praise the living God, somebody. I just want you to understand the spirit behind thanksgiving. Just to say, God, you have been precious. You have been good. You have been really, really wonderful. We may look like we don't have anything, but we got everything. God has been so faithful. Hallelujah. God has been so, so faithful. Things are so hard in this country, but none of your children have gone to the street to beg for food. Am I right? No matter how tough things are right now in this country, I have not seen any member's children on the street with a plate in hand begging for food. I haven't seen it yet. God is still keeping his people in the midst of the tough situation. Are you there with me? This is the more reason why you will give thanks to him. You must give thanks to the Father from a willing heart. Knowing that everything that you want to thank the Father with is what belongs to him. It's not your own in the first place. He only gave it to you to keep. He only gave it to you to manage. You are just a good steward of the resources of God. And so when you are coming out of this stewardship realm, out of that thing which has blessed you with and say, Father, I want to thank you for who you have been to me. You do it willingly, knowing we have been to you for the past one year. Hallelujah. Friend, this is reason for a thanksgiving. This is the motivation that you should have for coming to appreciate God. Can we please stand up? We just want to pray very briefly. Want to pray very briefly? I just need you to talk to the Father at this moment. Now you're going to pray already. Beginning to appreciate Him from the depth of your heart, how He has been to you, how faithful He has been to you. You just need to talk to the Father. Appreciate Him. Thank Him. Glorify Him. He is a loving God. He is a precious Father. And this is a moment that you need to see how you feel about him, how you think about him, how much love you have in your heart towards him for his goodness. The Lord have been good to us. Talk to the Father, just needed to pray, just needed to appreciate him, needed to glorify him. Remember, Thanksgiving is a moment to magnify God. And he said, We're rejoicing. With praise, with joy in our hearts. Hallelujah. Be drunk with joy when you come here on Sunday. Thinking about all that God has been to you. You come in with joy. You come in with rejoicing. You come in with expectation. You come in and say, God, I'm going to dance at my heart. Glory to God. Because you have a loving father. Don't forget the promise of glory. You shall not be few. I'm going to rebuild the worst places and out of those your worst conditions, joy shall come. You shall not be few. I shall magnify you. That's the promise of God. Thank you for listening to Dr. David Ogaga. We know you have been blessed by this station. You can share this message with your friends and loved ones. For more information, inquiries, and free downloads, please visit www.davidogaga.org or you can send us an email admin at gkai.net. God bless you.